Hey, thanks for listening to the Halifax podcast this week. It's the only one. There's no other podcast in the town that exists. <laughs> this week, we feature a call that we initially weren't allowed to share with you. You can't air it, okay? Oh, Shelby. Oh, but I need to tell somebody. The proper etiquette when encountering a plow in a parking lot. Or he's a grumpy old guy and he doesn't care about it. Or he'll give you the finger and... Right. <laughs> Our journey to a singles mixer. I feel like... I don't know. I feel like we are partially responsible yeah. for this. Nova Scotia's only matchmaker will help out a guy who doesn't know if his girlfriend's child is his. Oh, I got a story for you guys. Oh, boy. <laughs> and the likely reason Melody and I can't stop from being so sick. Alcohol-based sanitizer doesn't hold up against this particular virus. You need to wash your hands with soap and water if you're going to get rid of it. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. I've had you guys on all morning. Oh, morning. I'm not a big fan of country music, but I feel like I have, I have you guys on more and more every day. Yeah. You guys, you guys are by far one of the best morning shows You may have noticed that there's a lot of foreman talking and not a lot of melody today. That's because she's once again homesick. Where I was this week uh, already, last weekend I spent the whole weekend, and so did my wife Ashley, and both of our children. Uh, rushing to the washroom because that's right, everyone. Our favorite norovirus is back. The fast spreading stomach bug is on the rise again after a pandemic lull. Yes, but why? Where did you come from? Where did you go? Good questions. <laughs> People often catch it first from contaminated foods like raw shellfish or unwashed fruit. Then they shed the virus and pass it on to others. Once someone gets infected, symptoms like vomiting and diarrhea can be fast and furious. Oh, I know. I know. I've, that's how I spent all last weekend, and that's why Melody is not here right now. Guess what she's doing? And the news gets worse. Since most people do recover at home, lab-reported cases are likely an undercount. These researchers are trying to use wastewater to spot potential outbreaks quickly. For every one person who may be infected, there's probably... 20 to 25 additional people um, that we don't know that are infected. So is there anything you can do to avoid it? Clean your fruits and vegetables, wash them under a tap, uh, clean surfaces in your house if someone is infected, so light switches, countertops since the virus can linger, and clean your hands. Yes, but that's still not good enough because one key piece of information that's really going to ruin this and may end up ruining your entire long weekend like it ruined my weekend last weekend is this. Alcohol-based sanitizer doesn't hold up against this particular virus. You need to wash your hands with soap and water if you're going to get rid of it. Again, if you're trying to get rid of that stomach bug from your house. Alcohol-based sanitizer doesn't hold up against this particular virus. You need to wash your hands with soap and water if you're going to get rid of it. Foreman in the morning on Hot Country 103.5, also known as uh, Halifax's pseudo-matchmakers. Uh, Nova Scotia's only matchmaker, Geneva Dickey, hosted a big singles event downtown. Mm -hmm. She invited us to uh, host a dating game yep. while it was happening. It's Bachelor and uh, Three Bachelorettes. You've heard Classic Ashley here on the show who won tickets to that event. Yes. And we caught up with her because she was bachelor number three. <gasps> Hi, guys. If you're walking into the Pacifico Singles Mixer Valentine's Day, you go up to the bar and you order what? 
Uh, let's see. I would go with a rum and coke. A classic gal. That is the rum and coke that I would have ordered at the bar. And you did. So, so far we know Ashley's not a liar. It's good. Very true, yes. And at the dating game we're hosting, you are bachelorette number three, chosen by The Bachelor, whose name is... Rob. Rob, I'm curious how, how and I'm not saying that you weren't worthy of being picked as a... Because you certainly are, but how did you get picked to be The Bachelor? Well, I have worked with Geneva in the past and her, and her matchmaking, and she asked me if I'd be interested in doing it, and of course I said... I think I said, well, I said yes, but I also started to get nervous as soon as I did, um, but realized I probably regretted if I backed out, so here we are. We asked Ashley five questions on the radio to really figure out who she was. Oh, no. (laughs) What's something that you like doing and that you're good at? I like going on adventures, and I love bowling. Ashley, what would you sing at karaoke night? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a cheerleader. I can cheer people on a karaoke. Any Fine. amount of rum and coke's getting you up there? <laughs> well. What is one thing that you own that you really should throw out? Oh, probably some dead plants. <laughs> some? some? <laughs> More than one? Perhaps we should ask you the same five questions. Yeah. Okay. What is something that you are good at and that you like doing? Um, I'm good at a lot of things. No, I'm <laughs> I, I, I think I'm really good. Uh, I like playing hockey. I was pretty good at hockey. I'm older now, and so I'm less good at hockey. But I'm still pretty good. I, I see scouts in the stands sometimes. They, they may they may give me a call once a week. We'll see. Just got to get an upper D, get some pucks on net. Pucks in deep. Pucks yeah. in deep. Uh, you know, boys are playing hard out there. Uh, we just got to just gotta get the defense together, give our goalie some help. You know, we'll be fine in second period. What are you singing at karaoke? Oh, my gosh. Um... Probably something by Luke Bryan, like something like, you know, that would be like Country Girl Shake It For Me, like that song. Like, I mean, I don't have the voice that he has. Like, I mean, that's why he's so dreamy, but um, I'd go with I'd go with that. Or Rec Laws, that's also a good country one that I like. Yeah. Are you just throwing out country artists because you're talking to us or are you a country music fan? I grew up in, uh, I grew up on a farm, so uh, I know how to drive truck, tractors, all that sort of stuff. So. Authentically, yes, I go there with country music. Like that makes me feel at home. What is your favorite sandwich? Oh my gosh, I think uh, I'll just go with Reuben because like a Reuben is very classic and just it's you never can go wrong with a Reuben. Like if you order it, it's like it's it's good every time. What's something you own that you should probably throw out? Oh, uh, because I'm uh, you know. I'm a guy. I probably have, like, several sweaters that probably should just bite the dust. Uh, The ones with holes, ones that are just, like, that comfy Sunday morning sweater that probably needs to go away. But if you want them, Ashley, I don't know if you can hear that, but you, Ashley, you want all the old sweaters? Definitely. I definitely (laughs) want the old sweaters. (laughs) We found date number two. <laughs> a closet perusal. <laughs> oh, the last question is exercise. Is it worth it? Yes. Um, it's if honestly, I've been on a long exercise journey in my life, and it's mostly for my mental health. Like, I like to do it every day just to make sure I'm keeping my brain straight and just having having fun. It's not about the results. It's about just keeping my mind clear. How does that sound to someone who works in mental health and addiction? That sounds like some self-care. Well done. <laughs> I didn't 
I don't know. I feel like we are partially responsible yeah. for this. We're wholly responsible for this. <laughs> we might be entirely responsible. We yeah. better be invited to the wedding. So now that we're downstairs in the hallway to the bathroom, maybe we should leave you on the couch here. Because this conversation can only get better if we leave. <laughs> We've done our part. Yeah. Made it awkward. Time to go. All right. <laughs> I don't even know where to go. Like, when we get here, we're Westfall Plaza, mm-hmm. uh, 100 Main Street, Dartmouth. Big plaza, giant parking lot. But we're here when the plows are here. I show up this morning at the exact same time as Amy from next door at Surge 105. Mm-hmm. She rolls down her windows as I'm just getting out of the car. She's pulling up, and she's. we're both looking around. We're saying, do you see any lines? Nope. No, you don't. It's going to be a surprise of where my car is in relation to all others when <laughs> yeah. I go down there later. Because by the time everyone else gets there, there are lines, and you just look like that a-hole that decided to mm-hmm. take up two spaces. That happened oh, one day last week. I was way out in the middle of the aisle. Yeah, I know. I noticed that. And you were making in front of me for parking in a different spot but I went to go find my car and I was exactly between the lines no way exactly I meant to take a picture to show you and today I know I am too and then you skipped home you were lighting your loafers (laughs) what a great that's what a good feeling what a good day that was yes the birds (laughs) tweeting on your shoulder (laughs) but we need to figure this out the definitive etiquette then of dealing with a snowplow in a parking lot with who's this You sound like you're, are you in a plow or something, Dave? Yeah, I'm in the kids here plowing uh, 30 towers right now. How many hours have you been at it tonight so far? Oh, I don't even remember. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a good sign. And apparently, and apparently my school starts soon, so I don't know. Which school? No, <laughs> it's hard. No, you're, de- you're delayed two hours. Yeah, I'm delayed two hours. Sounds good to me. Yeah, two more hours of plowing, bud. Freaking <laughs> rain. <laughs> I'm glad, glad we could keep you company. Are, are drivers being nice and staying out of your way? Well, yeah, you know, downtown Halifax is downtown Halifax, but they're, they're being better than they can be. They can be worse, you know. Question for you because uh, I we run into this problem all the time here where we're here at the same time that you guys are out trying to plow parking lots. Yeah. When people need to park while you're plowing still, where would you prefer they park? In the middle, off to the side? uh, There's really, it it all depends how you're plowing the parking lot, but normally if you wait a second, the plow driver will show you where they want you to be. Hmm. If you can't wait a second, they'll show you right where they want you to be. Oh, okay. So we should just drive our car up to the plow (laughs) and patiently wait... Yeah. Try to make eye contact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eye contact. Because they'll, they'll either, if they don't say anything to you, park wherever you want. But normally, like, I'll, I'll point where I want you at, and then it's easier for the both of us. So it wouldn't be rude to go up to a plow, maybe maybe flash your lights, wave at him, maybe give a little yeah. toot toot honk. Little, and then a shrug. Yeah. Yeah, he'll, he'll point where he wants you, or he's a grumpy old guy and he doesn't care. About or it. he'll give you the finger. And... Right. Yeah, you know, they go a lot of ways. Then you just turn your car off right there and walk away. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He won't do anything to it, I'm sure. No. <laughs> 
can't help that this is what's in the headlines this morning. It's tragic, but it's true. Melanie and Foreman. The internet is a breeding ground for freaks. Hot Country 103.5. This is Tragically Trending. Earlier this week about the Super Bowl halftime show, Donald Trump said, Rihanna gave, without question, (laughs) the single worst halftime show in Super Bowl history. Also, so much for her stylist. Well, it wasn't very good. (laughs) It wasn't. Well, Foreman and Mr. Trump, let's lay down some facts for you. Rihanna's halftime show was actually the second most watched halftime show in Super Bowl history, right behind Katy Perry and her left shark. And not only that, the views for Rihanna's halftime show exceeded the views for the game itself. Her halftime show attracted 118.7 million viewers. The game only averaged 113. That means, Mr. Trump, that 44 million more people watched her 13-minute performance than voted for you in the last election. (laughs) So who's the epic fail, really? (laughs) Also, she did it all while an estimated four months pregnant. And please tell me that the man who wears his ties too long, his suit too baggy, (laughs) his skin too orange, and his comb over so high that it looks like he's hiding Lord Voldemort under it, Please tell me that man is not commenting on Rihanna's stylist. Anyway, breaking news. Washed up old man who's as popular as a fart in a crowded elevator complains about something just for attention once again. Moving on to J.K. Rowling. Oh, no. (laughs) Speaking of that whole elevator situation. She did not want the attention that she's got over the last five years or so regarding her apparent stance on the transgender movement. It started in 2017 when she liked tweets that criticized the transgender movement. And basically since then, every single thing she has said has made it worse. But on a new podcast... Oh, no. The Witch Trials of J.K. Rowling... Gee, what's that about? (laughs) She wants to explain she's just been misunderstood. I never set out to upset anyone. However, I was not uncomfortable with getting off my pedestal. And what has interested me over the last 10 years, and certainly in the last few years, the last two, three years, particularly on social media, you've ruined your legacy. Oh, you could have been beloved forever, but you chose to say this. And I think you could not have misunderstood me more profoundly. Please continue explaining it to us episode after episode. (laughs) We'll see how this all pans out for her. But listen, you can still love Harry Potter and have conflicting feelings about J.K. Rowling. No great love is without its difficulties. Just ask Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. (laughs) Or ask Steven Spielberg, who couldn't help but drop the fact that he could have directed the first Harry Potter if he wanted to. And there were several films where I chose not to make. They offered me Harry Potter. I chose to turn down the first Harry Potter to basically spend that next year and a half with my family, my young kids growing up. So I'd sacrificed a great franchise, which very happy even today, looking back, very happy to have done to be with my family. Right, because you were already rich and famous making other franchises that were just as big. Must be nice. Must be nice. How kind of him to let Chris Columbus have a chance. But, oh, sorry, Chris Columbus, you were actually their fallback director. (laughs) It kind of reminds me of the time that I got my first job in Halifax Radio, and it was my biggest accomplishment to date. I'd worked really hard. I was super proud of it, especially because I got it over some women who were much more established than me in the industry. But then one particular lady who is widely known as the Regina George of that company, but... (laughs) 
beloved by Nova Scotians oh, for no. reasons unknown to me, oh, no. decided to make a point of telling me, totally unsolicited, that they actually really wanted one of the other women, but she turned it down, and that's why I got the job. I definitely don't still think about it five years later, late at night, while I stick needles into her voodoo doll. <laughs> I don't actually think about it ever. <laughs> Who's this? Uh, Shelby. Shelby! Shelby, hi, what can we do for you today? Shelby, hi! Hi. Hi. So I just saw the most hilarious thing, but now I feel like a bad person. But you can't air it, okay? Oh, Shelby! But I need to tell somebody. You can't call us and say, don't air this. Well, I'm going to look like a horrible person if you do. So I'm like, I dropped my boyfriend off to work. And then I was driving um, by, like, Staticona, trying to get back to the bridge. And this guy fell in the snow. And I literally was trying everything not to laugh. Oh, no. Um, And then he literally army crawled himself to the sidewalk to get something to pull himself up on. Oh, no. I'm glad, Melody. So, at this time, I'm trying not to laugh. But then, he walks on the same spot he fell the first time and fell again. (laughs) No, it's... You're not a horrible person. That's like a Mr. Bean skit. Yeah, so I've literally been sitting here in my car laughing hysterically. You know, this poor soldier is just trying to get to work to protect us all from it these, these spiders. I will tell you that. And it's right where they're doing that construction, where they're changing, like, Barrington Street. Yeah. It was right there on that, and it was so funny. I. Oh, uh, Shelby, you gotta know. let us... You gotta let you, us. You can air it. Okay. It's, fine. It's, current, it's currently on the air. <laughs> We're Melody, Foreman, and Classic Ashley <laughs> here on Hot Country 103.5. We gotta know. We know how the night started. We gotta know how the night ended. And if you, you need a, well, here's one more reminder of who Ashley is. She won tickets to the singles mis- mixer. Uh, we were hosting a dating game at here on the show by a, answering a series of revealing questions from us. If you're walking into the Pacifico singles mixer Valentine's Day, you go up to the bar and you order what? Uh, let's see. I would go with a rum and coke. What's something that you like doing and that you're good at? I like going on adventures and I love bowling. What is one thing that you own that you really should throw out? Oh, probably some dead plants. <laughs> I feel like Ashley's my soulmate. <laughs> right? Also learned that she's really into The Bachelor, like the, the actual Bachelor franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we might be meant for each other, but I, she might already be taken. I don't know. She potentially met the love of her life last night. Yeah, fitting that you were there to host a Bachelor game show, and we had a Bachelor. She was Bachelor at number three, chosen by The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. So how good was that night? Because, you know, we, we did the game, asked him some questions, and left. So, Hello. <laughs> oh, hi. Good morning. Hey, guys. Is it a good morning? It is a good morning. Just how late were you out last night, Mrs.? <laughs> well, we stayed a little bit after the event and chatted. It was great. Oh, 
Oh, that is very promising. What other juicy details can you serve us? <laughs> well, Rob seems like a great guy. Um, yeah. He's respectful, but got my number, and he said he's into the bowling idea. So I'm, I'm here for that, and I think we're going to try to get out bowling soon. And you know what I loved about him? I loved just how he, he was able to make fun of himself, because we definitely gave it to him a couple different times. Yep. And he, <laughs> he took it in stride, and he laughed, and he joked along with us, and that's a really good sign. Yeah. I know, and I was listening to it on my way to work. I was just like, okay, he's funny. Yes, he was. Like the hockey, the hockey question. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was pretty funny. So and he was a handsome was guy as well. Yeah, yeah, he was super cute, and he seems very sweet, like very genuine. Yeah, he just seemed really great. Is uh, he somebody you w- w- that would have caught your eye had it had the circumstances been not what they were? Mm. Honestly, I think so. But were you not necessarily would you have talked to him? Because that's that no. was yeah. I no. if I had been there as a single person last night, great event. It was so so well attended. But I would have found it hard to talk to someone. I wouldn't have known it who to talk really to. Yeah. Like it, when you walked in, it was a little overwhelming. Yeah. And then it was nice that you were being like approached for conversations and like people wanted to chat. But it also kind of limited being able to chat to everybody. So it definitely could have been a missed opportunity. So it was so much fun. That's so great. Oh, we're so happy. We save relationships with Dear Geneva (laughs) and we start relationships with Dear Geneva. You create new ones, guys. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have a a date and time and a place picked out for this uh, first date bowling adventure? Well, we don't yet. Um, We're looking at this weekend, but the fine details still have yet to be made. Okay, well, let us know when you do. We definitely won't show up. (laughs) (laughs) I think that would be the best. You guys were there last night after our first conversation, so you may as well come on the date. For every single milestone, (laughs) we will be physically present. Perfect. <laughs> and and you know we don't you don't have to share all the details of every single thing you do in your life with us and especially on the radio and for all of Halifax. <laughs> but we sure do appreciate what you do share. <laughs> and we'll keep asking for it. We will keep you posted on how things progress for sure. Thanks, Ashley. <laughs> So, I don't know if my girlfriend's child is mine. Oh, boy. What do you do? <laughs> well, it's uh, we got Sunny in four today, and you ask us, and Nova Scotia's only matchmaker, Geneva Dickey here, is here right now from the Book of Love Canada to help. It's a quarter after eight. And Geneva is our date, and we need you now. We're knocking on your door. Let us in, cause it's time for Dear Geneva now. Dear Geneva, my girlfriend of three years found out she's pregnant a couple months ago. The problem is that when we first started dating, I told her if she ever slept with someone else while we were together, one, be safe, and two, (laughs) don't tell me about it if you still want to be with me. I didn't want one indiscretion to ruin a good thing. So now I wonder if there's a possibility that the baby isn't mine. I don't want to insult her by asking her directly, but I really need to know if I'm the father. How do I figure this out? Do I need to ask her even if I risk offending her? 
Oh my god. Why <laughs> did you have to make that statement at, at the outset of this relationship three years ago? Saying, if you cheat, just don't tell me. That's a weird thing. That almost feels like like giving yourself permission to cheat. Mm. If you oh. cheat, don't tell me because I plan to cheat and I'm not going to tell you. Right. Oh, but where did this baby come from? Have you been cheating? Well, that's the other part of this whole thing that just this, this just gets me is that he said, like, I don't want one indiscretion to ruin a good thing. Now, fast forward three years later, she's pregnant. And now it's like, wait a minute, did one transgression ruin a great thing? I need to know. Yeah, but you plan to still be there anyway. Yeah. Or not. Sounds like you want to be told. You are not. <laughs> <laughs> This does feel very, very, very much like that, but... But if there's any help we can give, where do you even start, Geneva? (laughs) Well, honestly, and I know it's interesting, like, we kind of talk about, wow, like, how is this even a thought in someone's head? But, you know, this sometimes does happen. And when gentlemen are going into, like, a new life phase where a baby might be coming through, um, and they have even the hint that they're not sure on if there's a father or not, it's important for them to find out and make sure that they are because depending on the man, they might treat that baby differently if they do or don't know. But who can ask that, Geneva? If if my husband, I am currently pregnant, and if when I found out I was pregnant, my husband said, am I the father? I would say, uh, not anymore. <laughs> D-bag. <laughs> But I think based on his question, he must have an inkling or suspicion of some sort. This isn't coming from nowhere. I know that his question sounds like it's coming from nowhere, from the comment he said at the very beginning. Mm. But any normal person would not automatically jump to the fact of, oh, is this my child out of nowhere? There might be suspicions here of indiscretions or cheating. In which case, if you were to ask her, hey, we're going to be getting a paternity test, is it mine, what have you, um, it's probably not that far outside of the realm of possibility if he's suspicious, like actually suspicious and she's behaving weird and she's thinking there's an affair. already have a text here that says, when you said if you cheat, don't tell me, you might as well have said, hey, honey, go sleep with whoever you want, just don't bring it home. So unless you know she cheated, then you should not assume she did and you could not be the father. I'm telling you, if I got pregnant and didn't cheat and you asked am I the father, you'd be sleeping on the floor. Exactly. And you know what? Uh, So so we posted this to our Facebook like we do every week and Dwight commented on it. What man in his right mind says to a woman that he just started, says that to a woman that he just started dating? You created your own misery, buddy. You put that seed of doubt in your own mind. It isn't her fault. Totally. And I think if like, if he, if he, if this is coming just from that comment he made at the beginning of the relationship, and this is where he's bringing it up, um, he's probably a psychopath. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Like, it's so outside of (laughs) normality that it's even hard. Like, we are looking for, why are you even thinking thinking this way? and it's from what he said at the very beginning. That is wild. Okay. None of us are none of us are psychologists. Uh, <laughs> we can't diagnose. Uh, You're right. You're right. right. <laughs> Who's this? Performance Riley. Riley. It's Riley. Riley. We got a call from Riley. What do you think, Riley? Oh, I got a story for you guys. Oh boy. <laughs> I was working away from home in uh, Quebec City when my girlfriend at the time texted me and said, 
you're going to hate me, you're going to want to break up with me. And then she sent me a snap of a positive pregnancy test. Ooh. I knew for a fact that we've never done the uh, oh. double tango in layman's terms. Oh, right. Okay. okay. So I just asked honest question. I asked her, how far along are you? Mm-hmm. 29 weeks along. 29? That's what I'm saying. How? Everybody I told this story to is like, what on earth? She's about ready to visit the bathroom at Walmart and discover uh, she's... Holy cow. Good <laughs> grief. I mean, like, I, I just, I don't even know physically how that wasn't a, a noticeable thing. It's a whole series on TLC, <laughs> Melody. <laughs> I'm just glad I'm not the father. Yeah, no <laughs> And we've been saying all morning how, hey, these things really do happen, and you are proof these things really do happen. You know what? It does It does happen, and this is the thing. is like, it's too bad that it's happening when, like, the babies are coming, and it's around pregnancy, and it's around, like, another soul coming into yeah. the world. It's, it's too bad that the relationships here aren't built solid enough to really hold space for that new addition into the world. Yeah. Um, you know, any legit advice I can get on our question today is you can, throughout the relationship, if you said, hey, one indiscretion, can't ruin a good thing, that may change six months down the road, in which case you can have another, another conversation and come up with another arrangement, right? Mm. So we need to be conversing and we need to be having conversations over and over again throughout the relationship and changing some of those narratives we had at the beginning. And honestly, like, we just need to think about the baby. We need to think about what's most important for the baby. And if you need and you are suspicious, like valid suspicion that she has been messing around and you need to know that you're the father, um, keep the baby's interest in mind the most. So if you want to know so that um, it gives you peace of mind as you raise that child, that is more important than possibly offending your partner if you're legitimately concerned because the baby is number one. Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. Advice you'll only hear here. You'll never hear Maury say that. (laughs) He's never once said that. More needs to give me a call. Amy from The Morning Surge with Jeff and Amy next door at Surge 105 where Halifax rocks. How are things in the room next door? They are good. <laughs> as yeah. good as they can be. Rocking and rolling. Yeah. <laughs> That's, well, as advertised. <laughs> so every Friday, uh, we like to round up all the headlines in the news that we can't make up. Okay. But we can round them up. And it's not very fun doing it by yourself. No. It's a lot better to have Melody's commentary because she hasn't heard any of these before either. So, you know, we'll get your instant reaction to all the headlines in the news this week. Down. Let's do it. Okay. Life. Bolivian prison inmate attempts escape disguised as sheep. (laughs) Where do you get a sheep costume in prison? I don't know. There's so many questions. (laughs) Right? This could be a reality show. Uh, How about Georgia man charged for attempting to smuggle chicken wings into prison? (laughs) Are you on, like, (laughs) prison.com? Yes. You don't need the rest of the story. The headline says everything we need to know. Like, naked Georgia man leads cops on chase in stolen ambulance. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is very unfortunate. A catalytic converter stolen from the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. No. Like, if there's no vehicle that's sacred, like, leave that one alone. Is humanity dead? <laughs> right? Cookie Monster sightings unsettling locals. <laughs> California police say not to engage. <laughs> like, I wasn't going to. Definitely going to stay far away from that guy. If there's a blue monster on the loose eating yeah. cookies, like, no. <laughs> stay away. Uh, a local headline, the Halifax man who broke into home and made purchases on stolen credit card had previously broken into a vehicle and, you guessed it, made purchases on a stolen credit card. <laughs> I always wonder, I'd love to see somebody try to steal my credit card and be like, yeah, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Declined. Yeah. Or at least, like, what weird purchase are you making? Like, what's your first stolen purchase? Oh. Liquor store, I guess? Yeah. I yeah. Maybe Dollarama? Maybe I don't know. some gas. Gas, good yeah. point. Yep, in your stolen car. <laughs> To Florida we go, where there's a drunk Florida man cracks open a beer during traffic stop. Oh my god. <laughs> he don't care anymore. <laughs> a Florida man with cop killer tattooed across <gasps> his chest, arrested for shooting at an officer. Stop, I'm going to Florida in two weeks. These stories scare me. Because <laughs> well, that's, that's actually, that's a true story. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. So is this. Philadelphia Eagles fan ransacked firehouse, stole a uniform hat, <laughs> urinated on the carpet and threw a meat cleaver at Florida firefighters all at about 10 p.m. Sunday night. <laughs> it's an Eagles fan. <laughs> See if you can add the dots. He wasn't happy. So that's where he decided to take his anger out? Yes. Who pees on a floor? Who throws a meat cleaver <laughs> at firefighters? <laughs> Couple more headlines of the week left that we can't make up, but we are rounding up. Uh, no top, no problem. All patrons allowed to be bare-chested at City of Edmonton pools. Oh, well, that's going to be a sexy pool. <laughs> Mullet streaker arrested after antics at golf tournament. <laughs> There's a lot more to that story. We don't have time to get into it now. Uh, and finally, Canadian mortgage company Nesto highlights New Glasgow and its charming town center as a top affordable place to live in Canada. Oh my god, I saw that. That headline again, Canadian mortgage company Nesto knows nothing about Nova Scotia. Nothing. <laughs> the mortgage might be cheap until you put Nova Scotia power on there, the gas, <laughs> and then your taxes. But don't worry, guys. Minimum wage is going up to $15 in October. And we have a charming town center. <laughs> What's up, JJ? Well, I just heard you talking about that underwear guy during the golf tournament. <laughs> yes. Last, so last night I read online that the company who made the underwear he was wearing actually paid his bail. No way. Yes way. The company's called Shinesty. So what did he, he, it was the Phoenix Open, like the actual PGA tournament last Friday. He jumped onto the course wearing only Speedos and shoes, then belly flopped into a pond. Yeah, so... The bathing suit he was wearing was made by a company called Shinesty out of the States, and somebody from their company heard about the whole thing, of course, recognized the bathing suit, reached out to the guy, and offered to pay his bail. He also pole danced on a flag stick on the 16th hole. That I did not know, <laughs> but may need to Google. <laughs> and the story I'm reading here notes how lengthy his mullet actually was. <laughs> Listen, if you've seen the guy's picture, it is... <laughs> Tell me from, you're from New Glasgow without saying you're from New Glasgow. <laughs> you said that part. I didn't. 
we can't get away from it, it seems. News about Lainey Wilson's butt. I swear every decade we have a new butt to focus on. We had J-Lo's butt, <laughs> and then we had the Kardashians' butts. Right. Now we have Lainey Wilson's butt. Since she made a New Year's resolution, and she shared it publicly with all of us, that this year's resolution is going to be to maintain her big butt so more people can kiss it. <laughs> Which is great. It's great, which then spawned uh, this to happen. I can't even scroll on TikTok on my For You page without seeing my fat butt on everything. It says hashtag trend. Whatever brings the people in, whatever brings the people <laughs> in. But I'm just letting y'all know, go check out my record, Bell Bottom Country. Happy to have you either way. However you found me. I'm happy. I'm happy you're here. <laughs> Jessica messaged us and said Lainey Wilson gives off serious Reba vibes. <laughs> like she sounds so much like Reba. Yeah. And it's true. I could I could see Reba saying the exact same thing about maintaining her butt so people could kiss it. <laughs> right? Right. Both both delightful. Both delightful. And Lainey Wilson is the one who has Instagram accounts that is <sighs> that are nothing but pictures of her butt. Of course. It's called Lainey Wilson Dump Truck. <laughs> That's the that's the handle. Oh my god! I know. And now she's being asked, "Where did that butt come from?" What's weird is people are like, "Where'd you get that from?" And I say, "I get the the width from my mama and the depth from my daddy. My daddy's got a he got a little booty on Does him." He? Yeah. <laughs> Which is great to know. This is just all things we really needed to know about Lainey Wilson. Yeah, imagine that. That's your point in your career. You're getting these big, huge hits. She's got a heart like a truck and uh, things a man ought to know and all these number one songs. And that's what you're getting asked about. Not her heart like a truck, her dumps like a truck. <laughs> Did you know, amid all this news, this is what we just found out this morning, that she used to be a Hannah Montana impersonator. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> my eighth grade teacher, Miss Poland, she was like, my little girl's having her birthday coming up. She said, if I buy you a wig, will you just like show up to her party? You look a little bit like Hannah. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. And I ended up going and buying the Hannah Montana karaoke track. And I learned every song on there. I put on a show on the flatbed trailer. <laughs> and it spread like wildfire. When I tell you for like four or five years, I did this three or four parties a weekend. <laughs> I mean, Excel, I was going to Mississippi, Arkansas. I was traveling. I did get pulled over as Hannah Montana one time. I was speeding. I was probably 16 or 17. This is about year three in. But I turned it on, man. My Like, I was crying. My wig was hanging on sideways. I was like, for real, I'm supposed to be at this birthday party? Please tell him, like, he helped me find the direction. <laughs> you can't give Hannah Montana a ticket. No. Yeah. Well, it worked. It all worked, really. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out that gruesome picture going around yesterday of the burnt back of Kane Brown's left hand wasn't real. Yeah, we're Melody and Foreman in the morning on Hot Country 1035. And before we leave you, we have stories to share and an update on Kane's hand that he removed yesterday. He removed the picture at about 11 a.m. and then put up an Instagram story that said, Guys working on a project, in all caps, with, again, no further explanation. So the Tennessean newspaper in Tennessee did reach out to his team, and uh, they confirmed that he's not actually injured. He is indeed working on forthcoming projects for 2023. Whatever that means. It hasn't stopped you from sharing the story about how you burnt yourself anyway. So, Patricia, how'd you burn yourself? Traveling over to Bridgewater to visit family, and right about this, uh, after the airport, uh, my Jeep suddenly made a whole lot of noise, so I pulled over. Yeah. 
and checked underneath to see what was going on, and something was hanging, so I grabbed it, and it was the, uh, the exhaust came off the manifold. Oh, no. <laughs> so I did a really good job on a burn in my hand. I did make it to Bridgewater with uh, one hand in a cooler <gasps> and shifting gears with the other hand. Oh. I never realized that the, the exhaust got that hot, but it does very hot. <laughs> Lesson learned. <laughs> Lesson learned. Don't grab anything that's hanging underneath your vehicle. Well, good morning, Jody. You have a you have a childhood burn story. Christmas time, my father was making Rice Krispie squares on the stove, and my sister and I thought it would be a great idea to pull up a chair to watch. He pulled the pot off the stove, and uh, my sister and I kind of struggling to find space on the chair. Mm. He knocked into me. Um, I put my hands out to catch myself as I fell forward, and it was one of those old coil stoves or, or burners. Anyway, my hand stuck to the burner. Oh, and, uh, Yeah, <laughs> had to be pried from the burner, but needless to say, um, my hands were all bandaged up for quite some time and wasn't able to open my Christmas gift that year. It was the big bummer. <laughs> <laughs> I can picture what that looks like. I can only imagine how how terrible it feels to have that happen to you. I remember asking my mother what had happened, and she told me I lost my balance. So um, I gathered up my friends, and we searched high and low to try and find my balance. Because <laughs> at five, I couldn't comprehend it. I didn't want it to happen again. Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing that. No problem. Uh, and last one for now. Thank you for calling, Randy. Uh, your daughter burnt her hand. What happened? So it was last winter there when we had that really big, bad ice storm, and we were out of power. Well, us personally, we were out of power for almost five days. Oh, boy, yeah, so yeah. we were. Oh, yeah. So we were over at uh, sister-in-law's house. We were warming up and just kind of, you know, having some coffee. We'd been there four or five hours at this point. And she was, uh, I'd say, well, just shy of being two. And she decided she was going to stand up and touch the glass of the pellet stove. Oh, no which was on full bore. So she ended up getting third-degree burns up all of her fingers, second-degree burns across the majority of her palm with a couple third-degree burns that spread in between there. Ooh. But, oh, yeah, it was, uh, it was bad. It was probably, I'd say, a three- to four-week healing process before she was able to, like, fully, you know, almost back to normal. Yeah. But, I mean, you look at her hand now, and you would never even have any type of idea she had had a burn that bad on her hand. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, there's not a single mark, scar, nothing. The staff in the burn unit at the IWK are excellent, excellent people, and they kept us monitored, kept her taken care of, gave us literally everything you could ever need to take care of a burn. Yeah, well, good. Yeah, this is like a huge story for them to go from that awful picture that you shared with us to no burn at all now and like within three weeks or so, like it's totally fine. That's incredible. You know, within a matter of days, she was picking stuff up with her big bandaged club of a hand and <laughs> with no real issue. It didn't. The occasional time she touched something the wrong way and she would kind of, ow, but that was about it. Yeah, and now now she has a lesson that hopefully she'll remember for the rest of her life. <laughs> oh, God, no. Come on now. They're children. <laughs> they don't listen. They don't learn the hard way. Come on now. No, never. These pandemic babies, man, I'm telling you, they're a different breed. We can't 
help that this is what's in the headlines this morning. It's tragic, but it's true. Melody and Foreman. The internet is a breeding ground for freaks. Hot Country 103.5. This is tragically trending. The Forbes list of highest paid entertainers is out. Genesis is at the top of it. Genesis? Yes, the band from the 60s that your parents have on a dusty, never played any more vinyl in the basement. When Phil Collins was just the drummer. Yes, they earned $230 million on their farewell tour. Good grief. So you know that they're going to have a comeback tour and another farewell tour and another comeback tour and another farewell tour because how could they possibly say no to that kind of money? They never made it before. Mm, just ask Shania Twain. <laughs> <laughs> Rounding up the top 10, not Shania, we have Sting, Tyler Perry, the creators of South Park, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the Simpsons creators, Brad Pitt's in sixth place with $100 million. He's going to need that because he has a $250 million lawsuit filed against him from Angelina. <laughs> James Cameron made $95 million, all from basically one movie. Movie, which mm-hmm. is still in theaters and it grows 2.1 billion. No, he has two in theaters right now. <laughs> oh, you're right. Titanic. But, <laughs> but Avatar The Way of the Water is the one that gave him that yeah, cool 95. And the only woman in the top 10, Taylor Swift, is right on his heels with 93 million from album sales, streaming, blah, 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 making her net worth now $400 million, which means if the average Nova Scotian earned or saved every dollar that they earned in a year, mm-hmm. saved your entire salary, you would have the same net worth as Taylor Swift in only 6,150 years or so. <laughs> so, just keep saving. <laughs> Who's this? It's Andrew. Andrew! It's a call from Andy. But he calls himself Andrew. I just wanted to reiterate a thank you because you guys are absolutely awesome. <laughs> uh, it just makes my morning every drive to work. Wow. Uh, I listened to my first podcast yesterday. <laughs> and Ours? it was last Friday and it was you guys. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Because well, I missed when you guys were talking to my daughter, Lillian, right? Oh, well, yeah. I'm not going to be honest. I damn near pissed myself. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Did you notice that was the the first topic, the marquee topic of this week's podcast is yours? Yeah, I noticed that. But, uh, <laughs> I just I just couldn't say say enough. You guys are awesome because you guys definitely make the morning uh, commute a lot a lot more fun and entertaining for sure. Oh, well, that's really nice to hear on a morning when we feel like we've talked about nothing but crap all morning. <laughs> well, especially when you're driving through it, because out in Lordstown, the only the main road is plowed, side road. My, my street still hadn't seen a plow yet. Andrew, oh. do you live in Lawrencetown? I, I'm about two minutes from Lawrencetown Beach. Where Where are you? What Melody really means to ask is, how much do you want for your house? No. <laughs> well, I, I want to know what dirt you have on the house that I'm looking at. <laughs> Text 902-425-1035. Write Melody Informant on socials. Or email Melody Informant at hotcountry1035.ca.